Welcome, everybody. It's your boy, T. Roy. And I'm Shaka. And uh, we want to welcome you here to uh, Beauty and Beard. We want to give you all a heads up um, that we're going to be talking about uh, some some uh, topics that are near and dear to us. Um, we're going to be talking about marriage, faith, and intimacy, a.k.a. Intimacy. Sex. Shaka won't say it, but I will. Um, so, um, parental advisory. Um, you may not want to have your little ones around as we talk about this, um, about these topics. So, here we go. Welcome, everybody. It's your boy, T. Dive Roy. And I'm your girl, Shaka. And we are Beauty and Beard. Uh, we are super duper excited for this episode we have here today. We have some of we have our best friends, uh, our one of our favorite married couples. Um, might be my favorite married couple to be quite honest with you. Um, and I'm only saying that because we're being recorded right now. Uh, I was about to interrupt you. I don't do no one of them. You see, I caught myself. Yeah, I appreciate. it. I caught myself because I want I want to show respect. You know what I'm saying? I want to show respect. Um. The Johnsons. We have Sherelle and Chris Johnson, and we have a little extra special guest, um, Caleb Johnson, who can't go to sleep right now. <laughs> so he's going to be joining us for this special podcast. Um, but it, when when he starts uh, snoring and the tape cuts and he disappears, it's because <laughs> uh, <laughs> we um, we we put him in his uh, in his sleeping uh, sleeping location. So. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank now, this is actually really special for us because the Johnsons have just celebrated nine years of marriage. Yes. It is. How <laughs> is it? It's pretty good. It's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. She's the best wife ever. <laughs> I can't imagine anything else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when God says, in our, uh, in our weakness, his strength is made perfect, his grace is manifested in Sherelle to me. Oh, you never what? say anything uh, like that about me. Well, uh, <laughs> I tell I bought this house for you, didn't I? We're That's my way of showing my love to you. We had a conversation in the last video where you said, Hey, I'm your name is not on the lease, and I said, I have a lawyer that says <laughs> so. This is one of the things that Sherelle and I fear being caught in public disputes <laughs> with other married couples. We're fine. We're okay. You're fine. Yeah, yeah you're fine. But out of, it's really you're awkward. So we're going to awkwardly moonwalk out of there. Yeah, but hey, how's the weather? Cause it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Are we avoiding conflict? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yay. So one of the things that I want to do today, guys, is um, because y'all celebrating uh, nine years of marriage, we want to we dig into your marriage. Mm -hmm. Uh, ask you questions about, you know, what were your, um, we're going to ask you a bunch of questions. But before we get started, um, one thing that y'all need to know about the Johnsons is, is that they don't eat meat. Mm. And um, um, oftentimes when I go over to their house, um, <laughs> I have nothing to eat at their house. <laughs> not true and i want to know true. why troy only eats limited vegetables troy's fax machine is broke <laughs> why what you what's that supposed to mean i'm out of date is that what you're trying to say <laughs> yes. because i eat meat no because you say you don't have anything to eat when you come to my house i'm just saying 
you can only eat wheat grass for <laughs> so many times. They have pro- they have processed, pressed, and fried it in so many different ways now. Vegan easy. So we're not we're not vegans. I was about to say. No. So technically, what would you call yourselves? Pescatarian. And that's because somebody told us that's what. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we thought they were like revealing a new denomination or something. Right, right, right. Pescatarian. Pescatarian. I know Presbyterian. Yeah, all right. So, um, okay, what actually made you guys want to change your diet up? Yeah, it it started kind of it started as a fast. Actually, right before we started dating, yep. mm-hmm. it was two thousand nine. It was just a way to try to give my body back into the Lord. Um, it's His temple, and I have uh, underlying health issues that just kind of pass down from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be able to live an excellent life and play with my grandkids. And uh, I didn't want to hinder the gospel because I was physically ill. Right, right. And so uh, we fasted uh, that year from all meat, seafood, mm-hmm. sweets, and all of that. And then in 2010, we only felt released. At that point, we were dating. Right. We, only, we only felt released to eat seafood. And we kind of kept it as that, that's been a baseline. It's a reminder that we could tell our bodies no. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Has it been hard? It's been hard. I think the the hardest, what's hard about it is convenience more than mm. not being able to eat meat. It's just you go somewhere and it's just con- more convenient because that's mostly what's there. That's the platter that's available. But it's forced us to be creative. So mm. for me, the hardest thing is convenience. Mm. But now the restaurants and stuff, they make non-meat eating <laughs> <laughs> things. Caleb has something to say. What you got to say? Caleb, what you got to say? He just wanted to touch the microphone. So, um, but really, you started before me. Yes. So that that year, Chris was fasting. This was yeah. before we were dating. Yeah. It started as a twenty-one day fast that never ended. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I so thought it was gonna be a week for me. I was just, I was just, I committed to a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do y'all miss it? Y'all miss? The only thing I miss is is, is <laughs> Golden fried chicken tenders. <laughs> I'll tell now, you. Now hold on. If you if you had to go get some chicken tenders right now, where would you go to get them? Man, because it's been how many years? It's been eleven. And chicken tenders have evolved. I've, I've been watching 11. them. I I actually I was hoping somebody had an Instagram channel uh, or Instagram page <laughs> on chicken tenders, but I decided not to look it up. Be too close to lust. It's called that food porn. For food porn, yeah, exactly, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, no, I would, I would probably, uh, I would check with uh, my local fat boy crew, who, <laughs> you know, keep up with, you know, with the latest cutting edges things like Baby D kept up with the Twinkies. <laughs> you you, you want to edit that part out? <laughs> I probably will cut that out because a lot of people won't even know who Baby D are. Because Shaka doesn't even know who Baby D is. Shaka, God bless you. It's great that you don't know. It actually adds no value to know to yeah. your life. Sherelle. <laughs> I would Derek no Derek Burroughs put me onto a restaurant in Northern Virginia years ago that had the best chicken tenders ever. And I would go back to revisit it to see if the nostalgia is still there. Is that Roscoe's? Nah, it was like a fancy restaurant. It was like fifteen dollar chicken tenders. Oh my gosh. Now look. The Lord's chicken at Chick Fil A is pretty good. Yes, the Lord's I smell yes. it with the Polynesian sauce. Yeah, it's amazing. 
conversation. I know it is the real most random conversation. So, um, so Johnson's we're we're coming up on nine years of of, of marriage. They just had. Yeah. They just celebrated. Matter of fact, hold on. Two days ago, right? Yeah, July sixteenth. July sixteenth. Okay. So we're 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 in this age where traveling and a lot of things have been really limited. Mm -hmm. Um, were you all able to celebrate it the way that you all wanted to celebrate it? I think, um, yeah. I I don't know what we would have done, not pre COVID. I don't know that we had us plan. We might have already been traveling somewhere. Mm. We usually tag on something there. But I was with him. We had childcare. We drove <laughs> outside of Harrisonburg. I had key lime pie. <laughs> so key lime pie is big for you. Key, that's an anniversary thing for yeah, sure. It started yeah. about three or four years ago. Yeah, that was her first time having having key lime pie. Right. I put her on on our anniversary. <laughs> We were in Florida at some boat restaurant. It was really cool. I was like, they gotta have good key lime pie. Yeah. Wasn't in that Florida. a big thing at Key West? Oh, key oh, lime yeah. pie. Yeah, I think so. yeah. Why is that a big so. thing in Florida? Key lime, Key West. Oh, yeah. I think just a place where limes grow like easily is right, you get right. fresh lime juice. Sense. So yeah, I, I forgot I, that boat. That that was a boat restaurant too. I think we. I think our celebration. We enjoy keeping it simple. Mm -hmm. because life has enough busyness and stuff with it already. And so going to a restaurant out of town, dressing up, taking a picture, <laughs> it was like, I mean, it was, I think the simple part, and you probably hear me say a lot about marriage and simplicity for us, that mm -hmm. we, we had quality time. It was our first time, um, like, being without young Caleb um, on a date. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and we are, I mean, for real, it's like life is fulfilling. And so just having the quality of time to communicate, look at each other, and frolic. Uh, frolic? Yes. Is that, is that what the the folks are calling it nowadays, frolicking? That, that's, what, that's what the wife that the Lord has blessed me with calls it. <laughs> so therefore, therefore, I call it frolic, and we go cruising for chicks. Mm. Not mm. like chicks like girls, like chicks like just going cruising. Maybe Smokey song, Cruising Was Made for Love. Music was made for love. I love it when we cruise okay. together. Yeah. You didn't <laughs> clean that up very well at all. So, um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's what she calls it. So, um, yeah, we, it was from a movie. We had a, we had a bunch of questions that we don't readily have in front of us. Homies. But, um, do you by chance have a question yeah. you want to start off with, babe? So, one thing that you guys talked about in the very beginning, um, when we were, when you were explaining how you came about this lifestyle of being um, pescatarian, yeah, you said that it's something that you started together even before you were dating, and then it it continued into your dating season, and now it's found itself in your marriage. So um, one of the things that we were curious about, we know your story, and we know. Um, all of us were friends in college first, and and none of us were dating. And then eventually, you know, through our friendships and relationship, God started kind of showing us things, and and here we are, you know, a decade later, literally, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. we're married to friends. Um, what are some of the things that you guys? Well, actually, tell us your. I call it your origin story. Like, yeah. how did your relationship develop, yeah. and what? For those who don't know, where did it start? And even mm -hmm. maybe a little bit before, like when did you start seeing 
the change and the transition and mm-hmm. you know you weren't just friends but yeah, yeah. we want to hear your story you want to take first ever to go we have two stories all right, my story. <laughs> I was preaching on January. Hold on, campus. so the, you I got two stories, so both the stories ain't the same? Mine ain't going to take that long. It's the same. It's just the, it's the guy version. Gotcha. Okay, okay I got gotcha, you. All right, gotcha. so first story is I was a senior at Bridgewater College. I was uh, teaching slash preaching on Jeremiah. I got that fire at a JMU Bible study. Mm-hmm. I think it was Impact. Mm-hmm. And um, and that was Sherelle's first time like knowing who I was. And she fell in love with me, but she knew. She she asked, "What must I do?" Right. To, okay. To, okay. To, to be with Chris Johnson, mm-hmm. and said, "You must repent from your sins, turn from this perverse generation, and be saved. You first got to give your life to Jesus." Right. Right. <laughs> so she gave her life to Jesus, got right with the Lord, discipled, and all of that. And then, um, and then at that point, um, I, my eyes were open to this wonderful woman of God that she had become, and we fell in love. And um, it wasn't love at first sight. Because I, I I hadn't seen her, I was mm-hmm. I wasn't woke yet. Right. Okay. But then when I did wake up, and I was like, "That's it, right there." And um, so yeah. <laughs> so what's true is <laughs> you were teaching at JMU, and you came in with like seventy five other guys, <laughs> um, and at JMU we were predominantly white college. I was at a Bible study, and then you come in with. 75 other African-American men. I was like, what happened? Like, we're just, this is not JM. This is not just, what's my college? What happened? But that's the first time I saw you. Yeah. That the rest was not true. (laughs) 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 So we we, we were part of a campus ministry, as Shaka said. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, me, Troy, and another friend of ours, we founded that ministry by accident. And uh, Sherelle was, she was in the crew. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we were friends. <laughs> we were friends for a long time, um, and their friendship kind of blossomed into something more. In 2009, I was going through. Uh, I just got out of a relationship, and I was really seeking the Lord just on the next season of my life. Uh, Sherelle, being a good friend of mine, uh, I was fasting, and she was like, "Well, I'm gonna fast too," and I was like, "No, you can't fast with me. That's just too close and intimate." So you can't tell me not to follow the Lord. <laughs> I, was, I won't try to tell you not to follow the Lord. I just would say, I don't know if we should be just fasting together. It got to be like a whole ministry thing. And she was like, well, I'm going to fast anyway. I was like, well, you fasting yourself, not with me. But, right, right, right. But, she, but she, she was an intercessor for me years before there was any yeah. romantic desire or, or acknowledgement. Right. Um, and then we kind of, our friendship was at a place where we trusted. She walked with me through a relationship. Uh, I was in a relationship with somebody else, and Sherelle was that one friend that I could talk to. Um, and she's the one who actually told me, ask the girl out. Like we We were like legitimately friends, like brother, sister. That was it was no nothing else. So I yeah. was just like, oh, she's nice. Like yeah. this would be nice. I like her. You like her. <laughs> this is going to be good. We right, could be. Right, right. We could be a crew. She could be in the crew. Yeah, so and we just I think I think the 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 platonic is that the right word? Yeah, the platonic uh-huh. friendship it kept it kept me in a level of purity to really see her beauty. And I'm not saying it to be romantic or anything, but I didn't pervert I mm. didn't pervert anything. I didn't mm. try to pursue her um haphazardly or right, right. Imma- or immaturely or prematurely. Mm-hmm. And I think as the relationship matured, 
vision for life was maturing. Yeah. And as I knew I was going to be planting a church, I, I think one of the conversations that probably helped us out the most was we were having broccoli and cheddar soup. And I made it. <laughs> the, the weird thing, listen. Wait, how do? Why do we remember that you were having broccoli and cheddar? Because soup? I was fasting for meat, and so I found this was one of my favorite dishes. Gotcha. So we do that with the bread bowl or something like that, and that's you know that's what we do. So for some reason, everybody else was eating something else. So everybody else had left the house to get something to eat. Yep. We was hanging out at uh, her and Sheena's house. Yep. And they, everybody else was gone, and we was just waiting for them to get back. So we were sitting there eating, talking about this vision for the church. Yeah. I was like, hey, I think I'm really going to plant this church. I was like, I want to do it. I want you to be on my squad. And she was like, where else would I be? Like, yeah, you ain't going to plant the church without me. Like, what's, what is that about? Right. And at that point, I was like, yeah. You know what? I'll plant a church just for her to have a place where she can get word, get a quality worship of the Lord and song and, and grow. And then I went back and said, what did I just say? And so she texts me later on that evening. I was like, "Not when you everything you did was a little too much. Like it was, a, it felt really intimate." And you, you cooked for me, <laughs> told me your vision, gave me an irreplaceable role in your life. And I was like, "You put it, you put me in an irreplaceable role in your life." I was like, "No, you can't do. That's not a good thing to do." Like so I'm still you, not you called thinking, that out. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. I, I'm still not like this is. We're not like shooting game here. I'm just like, now you can't go telling girls that. They 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 need to be a part of this next big thing. Yeah, like that's just too. Int- I literally said that's a that's such an intimate thing to to give vision like that. And he was like, "Oh, okay." Were you saying that to protect yourself, or what? You know, N- not. A, I didn't. I didn't know that I was protecting myself. Uh-huh. Like I didn't have feelings for him, or or I didn't know them, or were aware. You were just looking. I was literally him. like my brother. Like, hey, yeah. now. Hey, you can't be flirting with people like that. Now, I, and I didn't even think flirting. I was just like, that was like, you just cast this beautiful vision mm-hmm. for ministry and said that I need to be a part of it. Yeah. I was like, that's just, just like a close conversation, like mm-hmm. an intimate conversation. Now, protecting myself, I was, I still wasn't thinking we would be together. We weren't dating. We weren't liking each other that we were even aware of. Mm-hmm. I just knew, I was like, man, to be having vision for your life and your next season and you're putting someone in it. Yeah. Be careful who you're talking to <laughs> and and giving that detail. And how old were you all at this time? So 2009, 11 years ago, 25. 25. Yeah. You know, it's not really common for 25-year-olds to have a vision for their lives. Wow. I mean, I don't know any statistics, but I know <laughs> when I was 25, I was just like, I need to get this money because <laughs> Sprint want this check every month. And I'm gonna have to pay Sprint off. Yeah, and that's only. I was like, so how I'm gonna get this money now? I got it legally. Good, got, you good. got it legally. I got the money legally. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you know, yeah. it wasn't illegal. So <laughs> that was my own thing. What can I do legally? Uh-huh. So I won't have to go to jail. So I could pay Sprint off. <laughs> so I can text Shaka. <laughs> that's the only thing I was trying to worry about at that time. I think even when she told me that, I was like, yeah, if somebody's going to call me out like that, it'll be her. But at this point, I was, I, I, I had the feeling. I said, well, I don't want to take what I said back. And that's when it kind of dawned on me. I was like, I think I think I got some feelings for her. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more. And then I started getting territorial. So, like, if the whole crew kicking it, right, and we always had, like, 10 people around us. Right. right. And we about to watch a movie. And I wanted to, I wanted her to be able to sit beside me. If somebody else <laughs> sat there or something like that, I started having this little, like, hey, you know, that's my seat. 
Right, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, hey, let me. Um, yeah, excuse, excuse me. Excuse, 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 excuse me. Excuse, 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 right. <laughs> let, let me get. That's that, like we posted. Even when we, we took road trips as a ministry, like, and she would ride in the front seat because she she would love to talk, ask questions, yep. and I would come to greater clarity of self, clarity of ministry, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So her riding in the front seat with me, it was already like we we were almost playing like mom and pop of the crew to some degree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People in the it was it was fine. But when she said that, and I, when I realized I would pursue my vision of what well, God's vision of me planting a church for one congregant, at that point, I said, this woman can make me walk in vision mm-hmm. like that. I said, she's more than a friend. Right. Because I can't, I, I can't occupy anybody else in my heart like that. Um, and at that point, it just kind of, I think I beat around the bush for a few months trying to figure this thing out. Um, I, I believe it was Jamar Peterson. Mm-hmm. We have, him and Danae was dating, and they we were watching a movie, and, and uh, we was in Old Richmond, and uh, Sherelle fell asleep on my shoulder or something like that, and I knew that was different. And I, and yeah, yeah. I was like, oh. And mind you, I kept big distance from people. <laughs> I didn't like long hugs. I didn't want nobody to touch my hand. I didn't want nobody accidentally. You liked blink. it when I hugged you, though. That's brotherly love, bro. Like, that's <laughs> all mine. Hugs. It's just like from <laughs> from women. I I didn't. I you know. It's like you, my sister. It's like boom, church hug. Right, right. Her laying on my shoulder, falling asleep. I knew it was something different. Mm-hmm. So um. So yeah, at that point, uh, Jamar asked me. He said, "Uh, and I'm I'm like a big brother to him, so he won't trying to, you know, get into my business." But he said, "Uh." Would you happen to have feelings for a Mr. Real? <laughs> and I said, yes, you're the first one to know that because nobody else asked me that and I didn't know it either. Was I at camp? I think you were. No. I don't know. It was if 2009. It's summertime. It was summertime. I don't know if you were at camp yet. Um, by the time we made it official, I know you had got back um, because I remember I remember you asking me a question. What separates Sherelle from any other lady? Mm-hmm. That's that we're around. Yeah, he's and, and part of your motivation. Like I'm, I'm best friend. You know, um, I'm Bob. You're the beard. <laughs> um, right, right. But I, th- you was asking it twofold because you knew, you was like, look, man, I've seen you fall in love and get your heart broke before, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't want that to happen. But also, you can't mess with Snoop, which is Sherelle. Right, right. And if you mess with her, it's gonna be some smoke in the city. Right. Like I, I fight you, bro. Like that's my, that's my, that's my little sister. Uh-huh. And so, um. I would. I, would I, I was in. I was in. I was in your room in the basement. Um, and so yeah, man. I think at that point, all of that began to make a big difference. Mm. Um, and I had to recognize that it was something very different about Sherelle than any other lady in my life. So I'm hearing this, and I hear that. Of course, we're going to get a little bit more deep into it, mm-hmm. but um, I'm hearing this, and it sounds like you're 25 year old man. Yes. And in your mind, you're 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 wanting to make there's like a step of wanting to make a commitment. Yes. But you and I know some 25 year old men who struggle with relationship commitment. Yes. Why do you think that is? Well, one, I know that's a I know that's a random question. But but it's all good. I mean, one psychologically or either the formation of the brain. The male's his frontal lobe is not fully formed until twenty five. Okay, and then it doesn't really crystallize until like, like early thirties. Mm-hmm. In other words, a lot of his decision making capabilities have not completely matured. Mm-hmm. 
And while we are considering an adult at 18 and could do stuff at 21, we still are primarily making decisions by the things that drive passion, anger, and lust mm-hmm. of that part of our brain, mm-hmm. the, like where the adrenaline in this house as well. And so for one, just psychologically, we need mentors. We need other people mm-hmm. to help serve as a frontal lobe. But I think what you said too, Troy, is like we are trying to build a life and a status of what man looks like. And we have so many perverted, broken views of what man looks like. It's like, man, how can I get the house to call the big job, show off a little bit, then calm down? And I think that's sometimes the issue. Or sometimes just the fact that we still kids. We uninitiated men, you know, wearing right. men's clothing, um, got men's jobs, have men's money, you know, and we, we still want to play. Um, and it's hard, you know, to to mature and get big vision without a renewed mind. I think it takes the Lord and it either takes a it it takes God intervening even if you don't know it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It got to be like, man, this business thing. I was always driven by this, caring for other people. So, yeah, I ain't going to try to get too preachy on it, but That's all good. Hey, I asked the question because yeah. I wanted you to answer. So, one of the reasons why I asked the question um initially about uh, the the plan or the process of you guys fasting together was because um, I know that in the beginning you guys were very intentional about your dating and very intentional about, um, how you saw your marriage possibly playing out and some mm-hmm. of the, the goals that you had. And so I look at the fasting part as being one of the things that you first did together to prepare mm-hmm. for marriage. Um, what are some of the things that you possibly did intentionally knowing that you were getting to the point of commitment? Mm-hmm. And this could be a marriage. How did you prepare for what you wanted your marriage to look like and, and what was the influence for that? Yeah, that's a good question. I think um, the first thing we did was uh, fast, <laughs> like you were saying. Um, once we expressed mutual interest, um, because we were already so good of friends, like it, our, like we had already met parents and his mom was already Mama Johnson. Like it was just... Mm-hmm those things were so natural and fluent for years. We had to ask the question, this is good, but is this God? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so what, for what we can see, this could work, but what for what we can't see, like, God, what do you have for us and our destiny? And so our fasting went um, really say, okay, we can, we can see how this could work, but God, what do you have? Um, and so <laughs> I think our natural gifts so in our fasting we we created a course mm-hmm. <laughs> we get created a course because i'm administrator and <laughs> that's what i do just a little I'm, bit everything just becomes a a som- a something mm-hmm. um and so we created these courses and um, we were we had scripture and we really was trying to seek okay what's the vision for us what's mm-hmm. the vision for marriage um and I forget that it was like four or five courses yeah. came out of it. Yeah, and I think you know one of the things we just we believe fasting is. I mean, you have many spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. Fasting is a way of hearing God's voice, turning down your plate and other pleasures, just to get closer to God. So it's a clarifying process, discernment. Mm-hmm. And so as Sherelle was saying, we were just trying to discern. Okay, Lord, if us, why now? Uh, why us? And what's going to be different about this? Mm-hmm. And so in the midst of that. Um, kind of like we develop a uh, a pre uh, commitment 
guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was pre, we haven't committed yet. We expressed mutual interest. Right. Uh, as you were saying, you're administrative. I was in grad school mm-hmm. at the time. And uh, we had, I think it was like five courses. We did two semesters. <laughs> but it got a little, we forgot some of the courses. But we did uh, uh, chemistry, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. uh, just you know how we connect, uh, communication. And uh, I know, what was another one? We had uh, physical education. Yeah, that was basically sexual purity. <laughs> so, Oh, we going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, please. And, what was, and what, was it, what was the fourth one? Um, chemistry, communication, sexual purity, uh, ministry. Like, something with some, purpose. Something with purpose um, that was really helping us hone in for our vision. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, Sherelle, as she was praying, she's the one that got First Chronicles 13.3. Uh, where uh, David, what did he say, Ben? He talked about it was when he, when he became king, his first mission was to bring a, the Ark of the Covenant back. So symbolizing the presence of God back where it was supposed to Got be. Got you, okay. Um, and so I was doing a study, a Priscilla Shire study, and that really popped off to me. And I was like, and, and I really feel like the Lord was showing me, hey, this is what I want you all to do. This mm-hmm. is why bring now. God bring back the ark mm-hmm. um, in church and communities, bring back the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that became the foundation of our courtship. Yeah. And from there it was, okay, this is the foundation of our marriage. And that w- is how we kind of birthed the vision from there, from that text. And I think the other part too, we realized, you know, some we, we were battling, you know, at that time of our, in our walk with the Lord, not trying to be pharisaical, pharisaical, we have pharisaical uh, and whatnot. And, not wanting to quote unquote over spiritualize, but we realize we have overly fleshed so much. Mm-hmm. And so it was like how we need to actually be as spiritual as possible entering into this because if this is gonna lead to marriage, you know, like we we need more of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, I knew I would mess it up because I just messed well, I I had just came out of a messed up relationship. I can't say I messed it up, but mm-hmm. uh I just came out of a messed up relationship with a Christian. And so I knew just because two people are Christians don't mean right. that your relationship is going to be 100% godly or you're going to actually hear God. You'll start hearing mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so um, right. and so we when we developed that, we printed it out, and we would fast and pray and come back and, and do Bible study together yeah. and, and continue to discern these things. As First Chronicles 13.3 came up, mm-hmm. um, we realized bringing back the ark was a big – bringing back the ark – was a big thing for us, and yeah. um, and the presence of God is the fullness of joy. Um, the Lord shares secret shares secrets with uh, with the righteous, and so he's like God. We wanna we wanna hear you. Yeah. Uh, tell them about your dream. I think that that was just significant too. Yeah. As, as we were making our decision, um, I just it was I had a dream, and I'm I'm not a big dream. I don't dream often, but what I do is usually I'm I know okay God is showing me something, mm-hmm. and so I had a dream that it was um, the end times, end of the world. And it was kind of like two scenes. The first scene was just me um, going out of my townhouse where I lived and Chris going out of his townhouse. And then we were sharing the gospel with people, letting them know that this was the end times and Jesus was going to return. And then the next scene was us coming out the house together. And then we were together, we're sharing the gospel and we were able to reach more people. It was a multitude of people Mm -hmm. um, at that time. And so I was like... That's another. That sounds like a positive. <laughs> that sounds really good to and me. So, oh, and, so and it was that during that time of fasting as well. And then the scriptures: if one could set a thousand to flight, two could set ten thousand. And so there was a multiplication thing. The Lord was like, "You can go in life and at this vision as friends, yeah. but you all being one is going to expedite yeah. the process of what I want to do through both you all individually and collectively." Mm. And for me, that was big because I, I mean. 
I didn't know what marriage should look like. I didn't have like the examples of that or even I had some examples of what dating and purpose. So it was like, God, you got to show me because mm. I don't have this, you know, here's what it would be. You know what I'm saying? Like, here's a guide. And so I was like, God, this has got to be you. Mm. <laughs> and I never envisioned myself being married that young e- either. Like it wasn't my plan in my life. So I was like, all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like we were good. We were good friends. It's got to be you, God. Um, and I think after that, it, it just solidified for me. We could have got married the next month. Like in my, I never questioned. It was never a, is this the one or not? I was, I was sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I feel like I had vision from the Lord and purpose. And so then other things we did to prepare um, were practical things. Mm-hmm. We, we talked to mentors. We let people know, hey, <laughs> I'm dating this guy. What do you have to say about it? You know, let our friends know. How did know. you choose your mentors? How do we choose your mentors? People who had relationships that we liked. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that's good. Like, really. I mean, we saw, we didn't, and I'm not trying to bang on other, other people's marriages, relationships. We saw examples that it may have been fine for them, but that's not what we wanted. Right. Mm. And so if there was going to be a place where we we're going to be, you know, very choicey, you know, like, hey, we, uh, that little thing, how they talk to each other or what they do. And so we just looked at people who were in ministry together. Yeah. Uh, we looked at folks who were just godly folks that were calm, not mm-hmm. irrational, which mm-hmm. was a big thing for us. Because sometimes people get very irrational in their communication with one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we chose that. We chose people who were ten, uh, like five years ahead, yep. um, 10 years ahead, 20 years ahead. Mm-hmm. And we literally, we interviewed couples. Mm-hmm. Uh, we interviewed a newlywed couple, uh, which we might get into that a little bit later. But, you know, they were on the whole piece. Well, the one spouse we talked to, they want to hope he's the first year of marriage is hard. Marriage is hard. This is hard. Da 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 da. And we were like, nah, that ain't of the Lord. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but mm. we wanted to hear a newlywed perspective. Right. Um, we also wanted to get people that was not just in our culture, uh, you know, mm. just African American. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was good too. Yep. Um, so different yeah. perspective is always yeah different good. perspectives. Yeah. yeah. We even talked about talked to my parents. Yep. Yeah. You know, we took them out to dinner <laughs> and had the conversation with them. One more. My mom said, "No, don't repeat that." But <laughs> um, you know, it, it's it's really funny that you say that you all allow people to come into your relationship mm-hmm. because I oftentimes get the understanding like it's a uh, amongst young couples they don't want people telling them how to run their relationship. Yeah, like you mm-hmm. don't need to be in my business. This is between me and us, and mm-hmm. all this type of stuff. But it's amazing y'all open the door other people to come in and i imagine it's partially because of um wanting somebody to invade your space yeah and give give guidance yeah yeah absolutely i i mean i was sure but i was almost open for other wisdom you know what i'm saying <laughs> my what was that 23 years of wisdom i wasn't banking on that to, mm-hmm. to make this final decision and i think we kind of already lived our lives like that in community with friends and mentors and people speaking into our lives before outside of marriage like what mm-hmm. co- what should I do for my career or mm-hmm. where should I move I would have done the same thing mm-hmm. and so um I'm like why not in this big decision yeah. have some wisdom <laughs> even more even the more yeah yeah we just knew um, like in many ways we just knew like pride Pride doesn't lead anywhere good. You know what I mean? And so it was like, we don't have to have this thing together. 
we want to get it together. Right. Yes. Um, right. And things we practice in ministry, transparency, humility, and edification. Are you the leader? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you remember that joint or mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like, we got to live this. Like, you know, we got to be the work before mm-hmm. we do the work type thing. And so, but also, if we, we knew if we goofed up, that it was gonna drive it was gonna drive a wedge um in many of our friends' lives mm. in the ministry life. So we knew other people, not dependent upon it, other people were impacted and affected by what we decide to do and how we decide to do it. Yeah. Um and as a leader of young adults at the time, I, I had to grow and mature with eyes on me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, and if I want to help people in their private life, I got to make sure my private life is together. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, that's I mean, that's just another piece of inviting people in. No, that's real talk, because I remember our first year of marriage. It was kind of uh, it was we had it was ro- it was rocky mm-hmm. um, and, and it re- involved us to do some work. Um, but it was all worth it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. part of the thing that kept me committed to our relationship, um, although you are enough for me to. Be committed to the relationship. <laughs> I just want to let it be known. Yeah. Um. Buzz was the fact that I made a commitment in front of a whole bunch of friends and family yep. and God before God and these witnesses. Exactly. Saying that I was going to stick through it through uh better for worse. Yeah. No doubt. I want to go back to something that Sherelle actually mentioned. You said that you didn't have an example really that you could go by mm-hmm. um, and hearing your story, both of you about your, I'm going to keep calling it courting period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, about that, that time when you were dating, it's unique. Mm-hmm. Like that's not mm-hmm. a story. When I, when I asked the question about being intentional, I mean, you had a plan, <laughs> you had, you had a syllabus <laughs> for your, <laughs> We're going we're going to dig into that because educators. I think a lot of our uh singles yeah. and dating would mm. would benefit from that. Dope. Yeah. 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 Mm. I mean that that right there in my mind is a pre-marital counseling <laughs> um draft if you will. So actually yeah. that's what it turned into. <laughs> we that's okay. what we were used to wow. this day. Yeah, cuz within I mean I was I got married. We got married July 2011. Yep. July 16th. And that next year, I officiated three weddings and uh, did marriage counseling yep. with three or four couples. Premarital, yeah. And so wow. we had been married six months. Somebody was like, yeah, you're going to do premarital counseling with us. Well, well, we got this you thing. Got well, we good, at <laughs> we good at pre. Good. <laughs> we good at pre. So, but to yeah. what wow. you're saying. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, that is such a unique um, origin story in mm-hmm. and of itself. And so with you having that plan and, and talking about how you guys, um, I guess, fashioned or formatted your marriage mm-hmm. in the very beginning, coming from a place like having such a, a great plan mm-hmm. when you're in it, not having example before it, what did you, did you have any preconceived notions about marriage? Like something mm-hmm. that maybe you thought it would be mm-hmm. going into it. Um, like maybe something from your parents that you'd seen or other people. Mm-hmm. Cause you said you also saw what other individuals had mm-hmm. um, some of the high points that mm-hmm. you saw and maybe even some of the low ones that kind of got you to the point of developing a plan the way you did. <laughs> yeah. I think um, before dating before Chris, I think my thought of marriage was you do, you get married when you're done living life. <laughs> 
Um, mm-hmm. It was like, okay, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get a career. I'm going to work in New York. Like I had these things I'll do and then, and then I'll get married so I can do what I want to do first. Yeah. And then when I'm done doing that, okay, well then marriage is a good thing to do. Um, and it wouldn't hold me back. Mm-hmm. So, right, right, right. and I just, I think I heard just growing up, not directly how I received what I saw, you know what I'm saying? How I, what that so showed me was, you know, marriage is either someone had to get married or they felt like this was just time to get, I've mm-hmm. never heard like, Ooh, there was a purpose and we were going after it right. type thing. Um, and so it wasn't really till being discipled in, in the Lord and really learning about godly marriage. I was like, wow, this, I mean, really, I didn't come from a place of mm-hmm. knowing what that was or knowing that, okay, God ordained such a thing and per- like, it wasn't until then. Um, I think I accidentally read a book. <laughs> I, I was yeah. I was getting a book because I was always into like um, a, a woman of God, what that is, leading women's ministry. And I got a book that I thought was about <laughs> um, being a female leader, but it was actually about marriage. Mm. Um, and it just I was like, man, this is what marriage is supposed to be like. Like literally reading in a book. And so, so e- even as she was reading that book. Because uh, were we dating when you were reading it? No, uh-uh. this was right before. Nope. So us just being friends, I start learning more <laughs> about marriage, about womanhood and manhood while she was reading the book, just mm-hmm. us just chopping it up. My yeah. external and processor, so, so. Yeah, so I felt <laughs> like I was yeah, I felt like I was reading the book with you. Mm-hmm. And and so a lot of the, the preconceived notions were being uh corrected or crossed out without us planning. Right. Yeah. This is, we're let me let me go ahead and put this out there. We are Forrest Gump. <laughs> right, right, it, right. Like in our life. Wait, Forrest, what? Forrest, yeah, you explain. Explain that. It's, it's one of her top ten movies. So you, you explain that, babe. You know, you've seen the movie. If you've seen the movie, you know Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, he was in very big places or big situations, but he didn't realize it. So he was meeting the president, and the president was like, what do you have to say? And he was like, well, I got to pee. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was just himself in these grand moments. Like, they were integrating schools, and he was like, oh, what's what's going on here? You know, or he was, he was in the hotel. He was dancing with Elvis. He didn't know that at the he time. Called, he called the cops to turn off the light in a building because he couldn't sleep, and it was Watergate. Like, these huge mm, moments were mm. happening, and, he ha- and it's just like he was happenstance there. And so... I'm like, man, we are Forrest Gump. We just, yeah. we are in a situation. It's like, oh, 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 <laughs> this yeah. is what this is. Um, so and, even, sti- so and that's still happening. Book, <laughs> like just our timing, a lot of that. We can't take credit. It's grace. Mm-hmm. And so literally we're like, oh, I didn't even, God, you did that. I didn't even say, oh, let me read this book to learn about me. I didn't even know that this, that's what the book was about. Right. Yeah. Um, it was called a Men, men Are From Dirt, Women Are From Men. And I was like, oh, I like that Ooh. title, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I did not know at all it was from marriage. And, but it was so good. Um, so I just I kept re- yeah. reading it. And I was like, did you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> did you know this? Yeah. Um, and so I think just that and me, me growing in the Lord just helped me um kind of not have too many expectations outside of something that God wants that's purpose driven mm-hmm. and that's forever mm-hmm. um some of the good things I saw though I did see like my parents are still married to this day so I I saw um through good and bad I didn't see them give up on marriage mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and so that was also like well if we're going to do this is 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 we're going to be in it no Likewise, matter what. My, my parents are still together too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 
So that those and you know, without them saying you gotta stay in marriage, like they, they modeled that mm-hmm. through thick and thin. So Yeah, I think the other part, um, you one thing you say about your parents often is you saw them they were better they were better friends than spouses at times. They yep. And so one of our C's for uh marriage was companionship. Yep. And we saw, you know, the value of companionship. We saw the value of companionship <laughs> yep. with Jesus and his disciples. But we so we say, you know, that's the part that gets overlooked the most in relationships is friendship. Mm-hmm. Like, can we be friends? Mm-hmm. And so I think because we were friends, yeah. that helped us yeah. learn together without the expectation of me wooing her over, like right. wooing her, you know, winning her over all the time or trying to be something. She knew so much of my dirt <laughs> already. You know what I'm saying? Like she knew my imperfections. She saw the first version of Adam in me and the second version of Adam in me. So I was like, man, I can't, only God can impress her at this stage. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but to answer your question, I think we we saw a lot of people come out of broken places. We saw a lot of people who also had a fantasy view of marriage. And honestly, the reason why I say before it's gone, I just remember people's eggshell being burst open because they got married, and it was like this this is not this is not what we what right, we expected, right, you right, know. Right. And some yeah. of the couples we talked to was like, no, nah, it's not what we expected, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And so Sherelle talked about a lot of the, you know, very mature things. Me, on the other hand, once I got saved, I wanted to get married. One reason was I couldn't have sex. Right, right. So once I got First once, Corinthians chapter 7, if you're burning in your flesh, you should get, get married. married. Yeah. Right. And so as a that's freshman. That's the reason why we got married. That's the reason why you. That's the reason that's why he. The, that's now, like. The, the thing is. get married when he did. I'm not going <laughs> to say it's the number one reason, but I will say it's top Two. Listen, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why we try to we try to exegete that out, out the Bible. Like, right, 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 right. Like some people need to get married. Like Marvin Gaye won't too far off. <laughs> Loving happiness. No, no, that's Al Green. Oh my bad. Marvin right. Gaye's a sexual healer. <laughs> so he won't too far off. Now, in the confines of marriage, when you have a covenant that covers this and is in grace and is not just for self gratification, like it could go a long ways. So when I got yeah. saved and I knew, I was like, man. Well, I got to be abstinent. No, no, Lord, there got to be a better plan. Right, right, right. So I wanted to get married. I would have got married in college. Mm-hmm. Like God had me wait, and I was like, man, I was. I dated a girl in college. I started treating that joint like we were like going to church together. I'm like, yeah. man, we gonna get married. <laughs> man, we broke up. I was like, this ain't it, right? So I was like, I'm gonna be single because even in that, I had some struggles physically, mm-hmm. um, like with sexual purity, and I was like, man, I can't do that. All right, so let me just be single because I don't want to mess up nobody else. Mm-hmm. You like that's literally that literally was my thought. So I was single for some years. Then uh, I know you we might talk about this later. So you know I, I got another relationship and I was like, man, I almost had sex again, and I was completely afraid. I was like, I don't want to mess up. I was like, but my, my one of my hosts was like, no God called me to ministry, and I know I am. I have this appetite, and I believe it's from the Lord because this He gave me this desire. For a woman, right, and and I want to honor him with it. So mm-hmm. I want to I want to preach and I want to be able to enjoy. Which is yeah. funny because, you know, battling with that burning desire for uh, a sexual intimacy, yeah, not being married. I remember a few times where we were praying. I'm not sure if you did, but I know myself and a couple other people were praying. Lord, take this feeling away from me, I, dude. 
And it was like, why? Why would you pray? The Holy Ghost arrested just to me. take it away from you. Not the Holy I, Ghost. I, and I'm not sure who. I'm not sure who said something about it. But somebody was like, "Don't pray that God take it away from mm-hmm. you. Pray that He will um, um, give you self control. Yes. So that when you can preserve yourself, so that when later on you could be able to uh, enjoy, satisfy Express. that appetite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I remember, um, I got to say this, and I want to get y'all's response to this. Oh, uh, <laughs> I remember once we were doing, I don't know if we were doing Temptation Island or <laughs> where we was doing some study, and the the, the talk was, uh, um, we got to the point of talking about sexual purity. Uh-huh. And basically we were saying, you know, it's be- um you know, God desires for us to save ourselves for our 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 um, the person that we're married to, mm-hmm. right? So somebody came out and said, "Well, you don't just buy a car off the lot without testing it first. So why why how come I shouldn't test drive the car before we get before I decide to buy it? Because mm-hmm. I want to make sure that the car runs well." Mm-hmm. Um, if y'all can follow where my analogy mm-hmm. is going, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, at that time, I'll be honest with you. I was like, that, you know, that's a pretty good. You want to taste a, the milk before you I buy the cow? Like, that's a pretty good daggone point. Um, how would y'all respond to a person who would say something like that? Go ahead, man. <laughs> well. You're not buying a car. Like, that's just straight up. Like, <laughs> let's be. 